I was so depraved I went astray The cost was great I couldn't pay It is time to have access to uncommon realms of glory and success Yet, this can only be achieved on the platform of the mystery of wisdom Get set Prophet Prince Ohini Bequin is teaching mysteries for your mastery. Focus. Listen now. Can to clear my Lift up your right hand. Say, Lord, one platform is enough to turn my life around. Say, Lord. One platform is enough to turn my life around. Say, Lord, one platform is enough to turn my life around. Say, Lord, one platform is enough to turn my life around. Say, the platform of an opportunity is coming to me. Say the platform of favor is coming to me. Say the platform of goodness is coming to me. Say the platform of access is coming to me. Say the platform of greatness is coming to me. Say the platform of advancement is coming to me say lord one platform is enough to turn my life around say lord one platform is enough to turn my life around now an interview is a platform an interview is a platform receiving the opportunity to exhibit your skill. Receiving opportunity to exhibit your gifts. Receiving an opportunity to exhibit your experience is a platform. You see, not every platform is a public platform. But every platform carries the potential of promoting you. So when we talk about a platform, we are not just talking about a platform set in public. We are talking about any opportunity that carries the power to promote you. Tonight I pray for somebody that you will receive a platform that will release you into the realm of promotion in the name of Jesus. Somebody say one platform. It's enough. Just one platform. Just one. Just one. The promotion of Esther was connected to one opportunity. The turnaround of Joseph's life was one opportunity. He met Pharaoh once to interpret one dream and that was all. One. One. Perhaps all your life is revolving around one opportunity. Perhaps all the greatness of your life is revolving around one big opportunity. 
perhaps the height of the places your name will enter is revolving around just one opportunity. One. One. And somebody tonight, you will not miss that opportunity in the name of Jesus. A missed opportunity is a forsaken destiny. A missed platform is a forsaken legacy. May you not miss your season in the name of Jesus. That is why when you somebody misses the interview, he knows what it means. That is why when somebody misses the deadline, he knows what it means. It is one strange opportunity. One strange opportunity. All your life is revolving around one dangerous opportunity. One. One. Every man's greatness and the height of his greatness will be around one opportunity. Just one. When you seize that opportunity, your level changes. Your level changes. You will not miss your own season in the name of Jesus. Lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Say in the name of Jesus. I declare I will not miss my opportunity. Say in the name of Jesus. I declare I will not lack opportunity. Say in the name of Jesus. I declare my season of promotion is ahead of me. It's not behind me. Say in the name of Jesus. I declare my season of turn around is ahead of me and not behind me. Say I declare in the name of Jesus my season of glorification is ahead of me and not behind me. In the name of Jesus. Just one platform is enough. One. 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 Last week, if you were here, I preached on the power of one idea and by the Spirit, I showed you how God releases an idea in the form of a seed. Very small. But carries power to turn everything around. Just a seed. Just a seed. Just a seed. Just a seed. A platform is favor before a great person. That's what a platform is. Favor before a great person. That's what a platform is. Favor before a great person. Favor before a great person. That's what a platform is. Favor before a recognized person. That's what a platform is. Favor before a resourceful person. Favor before a person of substance. That's what a platform is. Yes. One platform. When you receive favor before a great person, the platform is set. The platform is set. And on every platform is the question, show us what you can do. 
show us what we can do. So the quality of your performance will determine the glory that you receive from the platform. And that is why preparation is key. Preparation is key because your platform is tied to time. The platform that God will bring you is tied to time. It is tied to time. So you do, you do not have forever. You do not have forever. You only have a brief moment. Show us what you can do. Show us why we should employ you. Show us why we should invest in you. Show us why we should partner with you. Show us why we should follow you. Show us why we should accept you. That's the question. Show us why we should give you this contract. Show us why we should give you this opportunity. In soccer, it's called justify your inclusion. In soccer, it is called justify your inclusion. Show us why we should give you a Jesse number. That's it. That's it. More than 40 people are competing for 11 Jesses. Show us why your name should be part. That's not time to mess up. That's not time to say, I can play 3 and 6 and 11. You are a confused person. Let us know within a second what can you do? What is your best position? You say 8, they failed you. You are not the only 8 around. There are other 3 people who can also play 8. And they have given you opportunity. Show us what you can do within 3 minutes because you are going off for somebody else to come on. One of the funny things that many young people joke with is the fact that we think we have forever. And we think the stage is for us and us alone. It is not true. Even the stage of life is not forever. After some time, we will all gather onto the graves and there will be another generation. Even the stage of life is not forever. If life itself is not forever, how can an opportunity you had in life will be forever? You must sit up and seize the moment. Seize the moment. Is somebody here tonight? Some of the greatest platforms that will come to you will come to you in seasons of crisis. They will come to you in seasons of difficulties. They will come to you in seasons of disasters. That is the platform. Almost all greatness in history and in the Bible has been connected to an ability of a man to rise up in a situation where nobody thought somebody could rise up. Your platform will always come in a season of crisis. It is a season of crisis and it is within a season of crisis where your best must show, where your best must shine. 
in a season where everybody is comfortable, everybody can do well. When you are waiting for comfort, everybody can do well. But it is in the season of discomfort where God will want to see the best out of you. In the season of discomfort. What am I saying? What I'm saying is that you may enter your office and you did not know that there was an assignment they were going to give to you. You may receive a sudden call from your boss outside the country. You may receive an email and it is talking to you about an instruction of something you should do. You may receive a call that you must appear very early in the morning to somewhere that you did not, go, you were, you did not know you were going. It's a season of crisis. It was not planned. But usually it is in those meetings that greatness is birth. God is not preparing you for a platform that you are preparing for. God is preparing you for platforms you are not prepared for. That is what God is doing. He's preparing you for opportunities that are not on your schedule. He's preparing you for seasons that are not on your timetable. He's preparing you for all kind of access that you have never thought of before. He's preparing you for a season that you cannot point. And yet, he knows that all the time that he put in you and the experience and the potential that he placed in you was to rise up in that season of crisis and demonstrate your ability. It is not a season that you are prepared for that God is going to use to show what you carry. It is a season you are not aware of. That even though you have been preparing for a platform, you did not know that this will be that opportunity. And yet it came and your name has come through. Somebody pushed you through and you have to demonstrate it. And it's a short time. And it's an open time for a short while. And that is all. So, when we are preparing, we must be prophetic about what God is doing. Oh God. When we are behind the stages, investing in our abilities, we must be very spiritual to understand that we are preparing for a time to come and yet a time that we know not that is coming for that change of level. Opportunities come unannounced. Platform comes unannounced. The seasons are shifting for somebody's advantage in the name of Jesus. And yet, when summer is about to break after winter, there is no announcement. It just comes. A new season introduces itself. Your best meeting will not be the one that you had enough time to prepare for. So note it. It will never be the meeting you had enough time to prepare for. People are not getting me. 
Let me give you three examples. Did Esther know that Vashti was going to misbehave and that Vashti would be taken off as queen? Was he announced? Are you here tonight? Was this something that was communicated? That is why I said you will not miss your opportunity. Because it is not something that will be readily designed and communicated with your awareness and your approval. It will be a short opening and it is gone. This is Vasti who has toiled with her husband for seasons and for seasons. And one day in her inability to hold herself and the grandeur and the beauty of what she represents, she decides to perhaps in a flimsy of time be very insubordinate to her boss. And little did Vasti also know that that few minutes of disrespect and dishonor will determine her destiny. It's not the first time she has been abusive. It's not the first time she has been disrespectful. It's not the first time that she has miscommunicated. And yet it was the only opportunity for her to do the right thing. And when she messed up, she messed up her legacy forever. When she messed up, she messed up everything forever. Her season had ended. No apologies. No retractions, no repentance, no regret was able to bring her back. It was one door, she missed it, and it was gone. Most people don't understand the gravity of foolishness. They don't understand. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 1 says that when you are a man full of wisdom and honor and you add small foolishness to it, you become like a good perfume that has a dead fly in it. Most people don't understand the gravity of foolishness even though it's a small foolishness. It can mess everything up forever. Dead flies cause the ointment of the apothecary to stand forth a stinking savor. When you have a powerful perfume and it is 40,000 pounds and you have a small fly die in the perfume, the perfume begins to stink and it is wasted. And it does not matter the price of the perfume so far as a dead fly has died into it, the small dead fly takes over the niceness of the perfume and produces bad odor continuously. Solomon said, So does a little foolishness in him that is in reputation for wisdom and honor. When you are a person of wisdom and honor and you practice small foolishness, you waste your entire destiny and it's gone. No amount of repentance, no amount of regret, no amount of apologies can turn back the hands of time. This is what Vashti suffered. She didn't know that it was one time to decide all of her life. Most people have suffered this. They had opportunity to be around a big man and they took it for granted. 
They had opportunity to be mentored and they took it for granted. I have seen growing up in the ministry how people took mentorship for granted. There are so many people who are called but who don't know how the calling will come to pass. The reason is that if you lack a mentor, your calling will be on your head forever and it will never appear. Because you need to be taught how to manifest the calling. I know people who are very gifted, but they cannot start anything. They cannot do anything. They cannot do a ministry. They cannot do a fellowship. They cannot be a founder of a church because they don't know how. They don't know how because when God gave them opportunity to sit under the feet of somebody to learn, they brought little foolishness that destroyed everything. Anointed but wasted. Gifted but useless. That's what has happened to people. They followed the man and they did not follow him well enough. They were around and they were not obedient and respectful enough. And when the season closed, it was closed forever. There are always new people who are going to come on the season. And everybody's going to have a closed chapter. There are always new people who will come on the season. There are always new people that God will raise. There are always new people that God will bring up. Under the same mentor. That if you miss the ability to recognize the time and the moment of your discipleship and mentorship and the door is closed, it is closed forever. I have seen so many young boys and young girls who had the opportunity to be mentored by me. And when they messed up and it was gone, it was gone forever. And I've seen none of them have the ability to rise up again because they don't know how. Neither do they have credible people to help them. They don't have people who can vouch for them. They don't have people who can lay down their names behind them. They don't have people who can back them because when it was their season to humble themselves, a little foolishness destroyed everything. Let that not be your story in the name of Jesus. Listen, you may, you may just be around. We have not just been around. We have seen seasons of people. We have seen types of people. And this is not the last time. Neither is this the last batch. Vashti did not know that as she had gathered other maidens around her and they were singing her praises, she did not know that an instruction was going to come from the king Ahasuerus. And they said, your hair is beautiful and you are beautiful and you look good and you smell good. Listen, the reason why most ugly women get married and most beautiful women don't get married is because most of the ugly women know they are ugly. And because they know they are ugly, they try to develop other things that they know a man will need. They learn how to cook. They learn how to talk. They learn how to relate. They learn all the other areas that they know a man will need. So that if the man sees my face and he wants to go, he will see my character and think twice. But the reason why most of the beautiful ladies are not married is because they lean on their beauty and they think that because of their beauty they will get any kind of man they want. And yet they do not understand that when a man sees that you are beautiful, he comes closer to see whether there is something 
sparking the beauty that he sees. And then he will find out there is nothing back in it. She cannot cook. She cannot clean. She cannot talk well. So her beauty is just a facade. Her beauty is just a mirage. Even though her beauty is real, there is nothing behind the beauty. But beyond the ugliness of another lady is humility and character and submissiveness and prayerfulness and purity. And man will always make that choice. You can buy beauty from shop. You can buy character. You can buy eyelashes. You can buy vision. You can buy lip gloss. You can buy the ability to speak well. You can buy certain things, but there are other things you can never buy. So Vashti did not know that it was a season for her to be wise. She talked anyhow when her king said, I want to see my queen present her beauty to the other people. And Vashti woke up and Vashti said, go and tell the king that I am not coming. She thought it was one of those days where I am not coming from her will bring a Haseros on his knees. Oh, how many women have missed the opportunity of being married to great men by their foolishness. The chance you are trying to lose, somebody's are ready to grab. Don't be a fool. And Vasti thought it was another time, like the old times, where Ahasuerus will have to beg her again and again and again. And when Ahasuerus heard the reply of Vasti, that Vasti said she would not come, Bible said all the other kings and the governors and the satraps began to laugh and they began to murmur and they said, what? That a king has given an instruction and the queen said he will not come. The king must show us his power. Vashti did not know that the scepter was about to be lifted that day. May you not appear on the wrong side of your king. I said, may you not appear on the wrong side of your king. May, may your name not appear in the bad books of your king. That was all. Ahasuerus said, from today, Vashti is no longer queen. What do you think? Will happen to Vashti when she hears that in her chambers. It's gone. It's gone. If Vashti was a Christian, she'd say, Jesus, Jesus, blood of Jesus. Like I said, no apologies, no regrets was able to turn the hands of time. The king has lifted the center. What he has said is fine. So in that situation of crisis, a pronouncement is made that we are looking for another queen. And a young girl who was going up and down, who never knew that Vashti was going to be disobedient, was grabbed, taken by the king's chamberlain, placed under tutorship and mentorship. And then on the day that the king will make a decision, 
in that situation of crisis, it was Esther's opportunity. Bible said she had favor beyond all the other virgins. I told you, I said, a platform is favor before a great man. When Vashti was gone, Esther was in. Esther received favor. Esther did not know that a certain day like that will come. Even though Esther may have prayed and may have believed and may have admired and may have wished to marry a great person, she did not know how Vashti was going to leave office. She did not know the time. She did not know the circumstance surrounding it. Neither she did, did not she, she was she able to know that she was going to be somebody who would be carried before the king as a queen. Remember, I said from the beginning that your greatest celebrations will not be out of meetings that you have planned, but from meetings that are not planned. She had prepared all her life. She had learned how to speak. She had learned how to hold herself as a queen all her life. Yet she did not know the opportunity that will come. And out of the blues, when there was crisis, crisis presented itself as an opportunity for Esther to become a queen. Woo! That's how God can bring you to a place where you meet a man outside and this man looks tattered and he looks dirty and he looks filthy and he's smelling and he has nothing and the man asks you for 20 cities to pick a car. And that is all your moment. Esther, that is your moment. And you look at him and you say, I, 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 you, how feel, look at how filthy you are. Look at how stupid you are, you are looking. Look at how you are stenching and you are smelling. And you did not know that it was a man who deliberately designed himself like that to find his own Esther. I said you can buy eyelashes, you can buy vision. And you can buy lip gloss. You can buy uh, the ability to speak well. Nice lips full of foolishness. So Esther's triumph was connected to a season that she did not know. Talk of Joseph. This man has served God. He had loved God. Loving God and serving God has taken him to prison. There are times where you have done everything that you know, but you find yourself in a prison. There are moments where you have done everything that you know must be done, and yet you find yourself in a prison. And Joseph will ask himself, he said, Ah, I didn't sleep with Mrs. Potiphar, but I'm here. 
I didn't touch her, but I'm here. God, why have you brought me here? I have not sinned against you. I have not sinned against any man. And yet, look at me in chains. Not knowing God was planning something for Joseph. I came to, to tell somebody tonight that God is planning something for you. I said I came to tell somebody tonight that God is planning something for you. I said I came to tell somebody tonight that God is planning something for you. She has been accused wrongly. He has been accused of something he had not done. Joseph spent 13 years in prison. 13. He was 17 when he was taken to Potiphar's house. When he became Zafina Pania, he was 13 years. 13 minus 17 is 13 good years. And the guy will chalk it in the prison. And you said that God, why? Okay, God is with me. So if I've been, been in the prison for one day, God will show up the second day. Then one month passes. Then two months, then three months, then four months, then five months. Then one year anniversary, Joseph, you didn't do it. Why is your God? Then two years, three years, four years, five years. Joseph said, I understand the prophetic number seven. So on the seventh year, I will be set free. Eighth year has come. Joseph, I'm sure by that everybody has concluded. Hey, ninth year, tenth year, eleventh year. Not knowing God had prepared Pharaoh to have one dream. The platform is always before a great man. God had prepared Pharaoh to have one dream. And in the season that Pharaoh had a dream, Joseph did not know Pharaoh was going to dream. I said the platform that will bring you to greatness is a platform that even though you have been preparing before that time, you did not know that was the platform that God is going to use to turn things around for you. Joseph found himself interpreting the dream of two other prisoners. <laughs> Bible said, Joseph woke up and he said, why has thou countenance fallen? And they said, this one said, I had a dream. This one said, I had a dream. And the first one, the butler said, in the dream that I had, I saw that, 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 that. And Joseph said, uh, You will be restored by Pharaoh. Wow. So as he was on his way going to bath, he was saying, he said, wow, I'm going to be restored. I'm going to be restored. The other guy said, ah, if this is a good interpretation, let me go with my own. Joe, I also had a dream. In the dream, this and Joseph said, you, you, you'll be killed. That's how a prophet speaks. If the thing will not go well, you can't force a prophet to say it will go well. You can't put your words in the mouth of a prophet to speak and you want the prophet to say, that saith the Lord, when it's not the Lord. This business is not yours. This career is not yours. This ministry is not yours. This woman is not yours. This man is not yours. 
you can't put your words in the prophet's mouth. You can't make a prophet out of a stooge and say, foolish man, say what I want to say. That's not a prophet. A prophet communicates as an oracle from God. He speaks what Elohim has said. His realm of communication is beyond fantasy and fun and the small, small emotions of people. It's not about sentiments. Joseph told the man right before him, he said, you are going to die. <laughs> and the man had to prepare his will if he had one. Who would die? Died. Who would be freed was freed. And after a while, Pharaoh has a dream and he's looking for people to interpret. Nobody is able to interpret it. And Pharaoh is being served by the butler that afternoon to have some, some, some nice sobolo to drink. And Pharaoh said, this is my dream. And it has been worrying me. And the butler said, eh, I remember my sins today. When your king is, was angry at me and he put me in prison, there was a guy there. When they were talking about Joseph, Joseph didn't know they were talking about him. I'm sure that day he was sitting down and he said, Lord, when will you rescue me? Lord, when will you bring me out? Lord, when will you? Lord, when will you? Lord, when will you? And perhaps he was washing his uniform. And he said, I will wear this tomorrow. Let me try it. And suddenly, there is a warden that is mentioning names. Joseph! Joseph! Joseph said, ah, am I going to die today? They said, Joseph, Pharaoh needs you. Gets into his prison uniform. Are, you can see chains around him. They are pulling him around. The king of the world needs you. Before he entered, he said, hey, you have to shave and you have to change your dress. Dress for your next level. Dress for your next level. Organize yourself for your next level. You are going to a meeting and you are believing God for the contract to be given to you. Dress in that way. Even if your surname is Bubua for dress well. Joseph shaved his beard. 13 years beard. Shaved. And now he was made clean. And a new cloth was put on him. And they said, you are going before Pharaoh. You are going before Pharaoh. When you go, talk well. And this crisis. It is a dream that a man has had that he doesn't understand. It is crisis. It is a dream not of good, but of evil. It is a dream full of problems and a global hunger strike. And in the midst of that crisis, Pharaoh tells Joseph that I had a dream. I saw cattle, seven of them were very huge and seven were also very lean and they were around the river now and they were drinking water and suddenly I saw that the the fat cows were being swallowed by the lean cows. Say crisis. And that crisis was Joseph's opportunity. Joseph said, the Lord will give you interpretation. Ah, this is the dream that Pharaoh had. Da, 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 da. And this is what he means. 
There's going to be seven years of plenty corn. And after that, there will be seven years of hunger and dryness. Let Pharaoh find a man who will be able to instruct this and store enough food so that when the first seven years of plenty is expired, we will have enough food. Pharaoh said, there is no man. I'm sure as Joseph was leaving the prison, he told them, I'm coming back soon. This is how God is going to change somebody's level. I said, this is how God is going to change somebody's level. You will wake up in your chalewate and your jeans and you will wear your t-shirt and you will be going like this. And you didn't know that was the last day where you will put on chalewate and jeans and t-shirt. And people will know that ah, this guy had nothing and this guy was no one. And ah, was he not the guy who moved out of this house on Thursday looking like this? Was she not the lady that came to office looking like this? But what has happened within the next 24 hours that somebody who was a prisoner and somebody who was rejected and somebody who has been dejected and somebody who was thrown away and somebody people mocked at, somebody people laughed at, somebody people looked down on has suddenly turned around to become the prime minister of the whole world. I came to prophesy over the life of somebody here who is trusting God for one platform that in the name of the Lord Jesus, may God bring you a platform that will turn your life around. May God bring you a platform that will turn your name around. May God bring you a platform that will turn your business around. May God bring you a platform that will turn your career around. If you say a better amen, may God bring it to pass in the name of Jesus. Just one platform that Joseph did not prepare for. It was one opportunity that the guy did not prepare for. Hey! I speak over somebody's life. It will be like another ordinary day. I said, it will be like another ordinary day. It will be like a normal day. It will be like an ordinary day. But that day is not normal. That day is not ordinary. For that is the day the Lord has designed for your promotion. I prophesy over your life that let there be a miracle, a miracle of transformation in the name of Jesus. A miracle of transformation in the name of Jesus. A miracle of transformation in the name of Jesus. went before Pharaoh and Pharaoh said executioners kill this man Joseph went before the same Pharaoh Pharaoh said I give you authority over the kingdom hmm 
You will go for a certain meeting where you are not the one to talk, where you are not the one to minister, where you are not the one to the speaking. And whoever had to do it was absent. Whoever had to take charge was not around. And somebody's eyes started moving around. And somebody said, who can we get? Somebody said, who can we appoint? Somebody said, who can we allow? And suddenly God whispers your name into the spirit of somebody closer to that king. God whispers your name into the mind of somebody closer to that king. And then your name is mentioned. Oh, call Prince, call Prince. Call Prince, he'll be able to do it. Oh, call Samson, he'll be able to do it. Oh, call John, he'll be able to do it. Oh, call Anita, she'll be able to do it. Just call her, she'll be able to do it. And even though all your life you waited for a moment and you waited for an opportunity, little did you know that the greatest opportunity in that season was going to come to you in that way. I prophesy over somebody's life that in the season where Fasti is disappointing herself, you will show up as the Esther in the name of Jesus. In the season where Fasti is wasting her time, Fasti is wasting her opportunity, Fasti is relying on her beauty, Fasti is relying on her experience, Fasti is relying on her ability. In that season where people will rely on their strength and where people will rely on their experience and where people will rely on who they know and where they have gone and who they know and whose contacts they have you will come into that season knowing your lord and your god and as your name is mentioned and you have that opportunity somebody will become like joseph somebody will become like esther somebody will become like joseph and what they did not expect the answer to come from who they did not expect the answer to come from the person they never thought will have the answer to that vision the person they never thought will have the answer to that dream the person they never thought to have the idea to solve it that person will be you coming out with an idea coming out with a solution coming out with a business coming out with access and as you come out your life turns around i prophesy over your life let there be a sudden transformation in the name of jesus take your seat joseph's season is over then there is a young boy called David. Ah, yadada Faladiasa. People don't know how God works. People do not understand how God works. God doesn't play by the rules 
He doesn't use the format. It is a great meeting that somebody did not go. That also. There is a young boy called David. The father has sent him to take care of sheep. The best they can give him is to lead animals. If you don't know how to comfortably sit at the back, you will never be in front. Most young people have a rushing DNA in their body. They rush. If you don't know how to sit comfortably at the back seat, you can never be in front. So far as time and chance is there for everybody. If you are in the lane and you are even at the back, time will bring you to the front because those who are ahead of you will now move. So you will be in front. You will be in front because naturally time has come for you to be in front. There are so many young people who don't have the capacity and the patience to wait for their turn. They can't wait for their turn. And because they cannot wait for their turn, they cannot celebrate the one whose turn is on. If you are weak, you are weak in your mind. You don't need to break rules to be blessed. You don't need to be somebody who violates the principles of God to be promoted. As long as you stay in the center of your assignment, there is going to be time for everybody. I have sat at the back all my life without being afraid, without feeling little, never. <clears throat> I have been robbed of church positions all my life. I never complained I never struggled with it. I have gone for vetting for positions that everybody, including the people on the panel, knew that it has to be mine. 
And at the end of the day, it was given to other people. And I never it. I never blended. Many times. Many years ago, I went to school. When I came back home, there was a new leadership of the church and the pastor had given positions to people. <clears throat> and they told the pastor that the guy who is very spiritual has gone to school. And so make sure you give him a position. When I came, there were already positions. <clears throat> President, vice, secretary. Every position was filled. <clears throat> so when I went to church, <clears throat> they said, Ish, Prince has come. And that was the day they were going to introduce the new leaders. And they called all the leaders. And I clapped and I celebrated them. <clears throat> and I was not angry, neither was I bitter. <clears throat> it's not my church. It's God's work. It's not mine. Then at the end of the day, <clears throat> the pastor said, oh, we cannot make you the president. We cannot make you this. We cannot make you that. <clears throat> but by my power as pastor, I've created a new position for you. <clears throat> you are chaplain over the executives. I had gone for vetting to become president of the Nuzi, whatever, whatever, on campus came yesterday. <clears throat> and somebody else who happened to be my friend <clears throat> was given the position. Prophet Nanakwamiadiapena. And I was still retained as the prayer head. And then there is a platform. The moderator of the Presby Church of Ghana, then Reverend Professor Dr. Mate, Emmanuel Mate, came to campus <clears throat> and they said, we need somebody very spiritual, prayerful, and prophetic to hold the mic and stand with this moderator of the church and lift up the prayer with him. And we need somebody to do the anointing service for the executives. And I was standing by somewhere, we're all praying, and I was called Jack T. In a position, I said, anointing me, I got your mic. And I mount the platform, and these are thousands of students. I said, lift up your right hand. Say after me in the name of Jesus. People start falling. Is he the president? We have waited. We have waited. We have not eaten anybody's food. We have waited. If you don't have the patience to wait, it will never be your turn. Because by the time that is truly your turn, you have missed the you have missed it by hurriedly going ahead when it was not your turn.
See how people are insulted at the bank because they are not able to wait for their turn. They enter the bank instead of them to wait patiently for their turn. They rush ahead. They meander through the queue. And the teller says, the man wearing the green, step out. And if you had waited patiently, it will be another season where you will be before the counter. It's weak people who are impatient. If you know the strength of your gift and you know the strength of your ability, you don't suffer impatience. So David is carried and the father said, hey, mulatto, go to the bush, take care of sheep. You, are, you, you, can't, you can't stay in the house. Go and take care of the sheep. In Joseph's story, he, Joseph, the last born, was in the house helping the father. In David's story, David was also the last born. Instead of him to be in the house to help the father, they sent him to go after sheep. So you saw how wicked Jesse was. Because your last born must be around you. It is your last born that you must pamper and cherish and admire because he's a son or a daughter from your loins at an old age. And yet because the mother of David was not a legitimate wife, David was sacked to go to the bush as a young boy to lead sheep, which was the work of the eldest brother. David said, I won't complain. David said, I won't complain. David said, I know my time will come. I know. I know. He goes to the bush, talking to the bush, playing with the bush, sleeping on the bush. The sheep are joking. They, 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 they are fooling, they are bleating, they are weeping, they are pooping. And he said, this is my work. 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 What do I do about this work? God, look at how, look at how gifted I am and look at the, the low, the low kind of job they have given me. Did, did they see, did they see my beauty? Did they check my CV? They said this is my work. Me, of all people, David said, I will not complain. Then one day, Jesse says, I'm sending you to other brothers who are fighting in Ekon, the valley of Ekon. They are fighting there to defeat the Philistines. David said, yes, daddy, send me. They parcel the Indomie. David is running. I'm sure he tried to get an Uber. It didn't work. He called Yango, it didn't work. He said, I have to run. The guy ran to the place. Now they saw the, they, he saw the atmosphere. He saw the soldiers of the Israelites here. And he saw the Philistine soldiers there. And then somebody was shouting from that side. He said, I defy the armies of Israel. Who is it that can stand up? David said, who is that man? Who is that? And I, once again, this boy was 17 years. He said, who is that man? Who is he? The other brother said, huh? 
There are times where you are talking with people and they say, hey, you too. There are times you have an opinion and people look at you and say, see her. There are times where you are even happy going up and down with people and somebody looks at you to remind you of where you are coming from. To remind you of your family. One time in school, SHS, my mother came to visit me. We were in third year. And all my mother brought was Gary. <clears throat> five small bags, the white rubber, five of them, lunka, Gary. No sugar, no milo, no needle. Those of you who envy me, you 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 lack you lack knowledge. <laughs> you lack knowledge. And I remember how we were standing right in front of the home economics block, and some other students were passing. <clears throat> And they looked at me and they looked at my mother and they began to laugh. And I said, Lord, make me great. Make me great. People are laughing. Say, make me great. Make me great. I said, Lord, this is what I am going through. My children will never go through this. Lord, make me great. Maybe somebody is here, you are in school, and you... You don't, even though they are your classmates, you know they are not your financial mates. When they give you your money for fees and your money for books, they say, let the Lord be with you. And you look at them and you say, ah, the Lord how? And there is nobody There are times where even the school fees, they give you half and they say, go and do something. And you look at your parents and say, what do you expect me to do? <clears throat> there was one time my wife was in school and she called the father for school fees. The father said, I don't have money. Come and stay in the house with us. Do you remember? He said, I don't have money. Come and stay in the house with us. When I get money, next three years, next four years, then you go and continue the school. Mm. 
we have successfully written our wasi and we have done we are done with the papers and people are bathing, jubilating. And I suddenly have a call. I used to have a phone on campus. So I received a call and this call was coming from my mother. And all my mother said was, a prince, Owen. I said, ah, me Owen. Me old school. He said, me drew school. <laughs> Why? He said, yen kofie, we school. And just at Agu Memorial, in front of the school, trotters are moving. And my mother stops at trotter. He said, we can't buy, we can't get taxi. We don't have money. I'm buying the back seat. I will sit here. You will sit here. Your trunk will be here and your job boss will be there. And let's go. And I carried my staff. <clears throat> and we crossed the road. And we sat in a trotter. And my mother was talking to me. How was the exams? How was this? How was that? And I was just crying. I said, Lord. This school here. So David was at the back. This guy said, It does not matter where I am today. I know God will turn things around. When we entered into university, it was just the first year. And by the time the exam marks were posted, the president of the Hoagu Memorial Students Association in the world had come from UK looking for me. He came to come. We said, where is the, they said there is a best student who is from Agri. Where is he? They said, when I went, he said, oh, how are you? They said, I take my contact. I said, God, this is not even it. I said, the school will recognize me. There are seasons there are seasons where it looks like your God is asleep. <laughs> so, when David meets his brothers, they say, ah, leave the food here and go and take care of the sheep. Your, your, who did you, by the way, who did you leave the sheep for? All this you're plenty talking here. Who is taking care of the seven sheep? A moment of crisis where there was already war in Israel. Where people were moving helter-skelter because they were afraid of one Goliath. And in that same season of crisis, David stands up and stands out. And he says, what will be done for the man who kills this guy.
<laughs> and Bible said he was told what would be done for him. He said, what we will do for the person who kills this guy is that he will be made rich. He will marry the king's daughter and his father's house will be free from slavery and taxes. David said, ah, it's my season. It's my season. I'm looking for stones. I'm looking for stones. When Goliath saw David, he said, ah, the Israel way and David said you come against me with javelins and spears but I come in the name of the Lord of hosts the one you have defiled one stone first stone on one platform, the only platform David had. It did not happen twice. It did not happen three times. It was just one platform. One platform with one gift. Gaging what has. As I release this stone, it is God behind it. Uh -huh. It is now God behind my gift. It is now God behind my ability. It's now God behind this idea. It is now God behind this project. It is now God behind this calculation. It is now God behind this business. forehead of Goliath. Listen. The armory of Goliath had no space except on the forehead. <laughs> That's where the stone too entered. The stone entered Goliath's head to inform the brain that he must think again. Now what were you saying? And this is mighty Goliath going down, going down, going down, and team he falls. Everybody turns to David and says, Is it that dog? Ah, we have conquered today. That's how David became king. One opportunity that he did not prepare for. Suddenly, he did not know that he was going to become the person to kill Goliath, but it was an opportunity that presented itself. I pray for confidence for somebody. I said, I pray for confidence for somebody. Lift up your right hand. I pray for confidence for somebody. That when a platform comes to you, and you are saying that you cannot do it. You are saying that this is too huge. You are saying that this is too dangerous. You are saying that this is too out of the ordinary. You are saying that I have not rehearsed my notes. You are saying that 
I have not gone over it again and again. It's a sudden platform. It's a sudden opportunity. It's a sudden platform and a sudden opportunity. Now in the name of Jesus, when you find yourself in front of certain Goliaths and you find yourself in front of certain mountain and you don't know how to come, I pray for confidence for you. I pray for confidence for you that your heart will not fail in the name of Jesus. I pray for confidence for you that your mind will not fail in the name of Jesus. I pray for confidence for you that you will not forget the things God had done in your life before in the name of Jesus. Let the spirit of the lion come upon you tonight. I say, let the spirit of the lion come upon you tonight. I say, let the spirit of the lion come upon you tonight. I say, let the spirit of the lion come upon you tonight. In the name of Jesus, can somebody clap unto Jesus and make noise unto the Lord? your seat in a moment where you think you are finished God will present you an opportunity have a strong vision have a strong vision don't give up on the vision don't give up. Don't give up. Discover what God wants you to do and stay with it. Don't give up. how to settle poor people. Keep preparing. God knows how to settle people who have nothing. Keep preparing. God knows how to glorify people who have nobody. Keep preparing. Joseph had nobody. David had nobody. Esther had nobody.
Lord Jesus, Lord. You have received all you need to know today in order to assess your next level with ease. Agree to the word. Accept it. Adjust to it and apply it. Your results are coming. You can contact the man of God on plus 233-577-296-916 or on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, podcast and YouTube via the handle Prophet Ohinibe Queen. You can also meet him live at the Mountain of Results Auditorium, Dansuman Market Complex, Accra, Ghana. Stay blessed.